Welcome to Viewpoints, listeners. I'm your host, Henry Grosso. It gives me great pleasure to welcome to Viewpoints for the first time, Epanintha Salute, who's the assistant manager at the Garçon Bleu restaurant at the Sofitel Hotel in Adelaide. Epan's got quite an interesting story, having uh, migrated to Australia from Thailand when she was a young girl. That's a fascinating story. Growing up on the land with her family and now working at the, as an assistant manager at the uh, Garçon Bleu restaurant in the Sofitel Hotel Adelaide. Welcome to Viewpoints, Eppen. Hi, thank you so much for having me. It's an absolute <laughs> pleasure, Eppen. Um, I had the pleasure of meeting you not that long ago when we were in Adelaide at the, uh, at the Garçon Bleu restaurant. Tell us a bit about uh, the restaurant and why it's so good, because it is. Oh, thank you so much for that. Well, it's a French cuisine and um, I love food and I'm a foodie myself. And I used to work in a winery. I'm also into wine. (laughs) Um, And of course, doesn't everyone? And so Mm. it was just a perfect um, opportunity to have this, you know, given to me working there. And I just love it. I love my team and I just love the guests that come through our hotel hotel and of course you know the the, the French um, restaurant that we provided there mm. no, it's really really good experience I love it how long you been there now uh, I've been there almost nine months now what what took you into that industry um, what why why why, <laughs> um, why managing management in in a restaurant well um, I suppose um, Besides being a foodie myself, I I used to work um, in a kitchen. So I did my uh, commercial cooking cookery mm. and um, I did that. And I loved, you know, working in a kitchen myself. And I see myself as, um, as like a, a manager running a restaurant and um, being the face of the, the restaurant, the ambassador, um, and leading a team. So I used to work um, as a a managing um, person in a retail outlet and I really enjoy that that part um, of running the you know just the team and running the show and you know (laughs) greeting our customers and meeting all sorts of different people and so yes so I I thought about changing my career so then I decided to go and do a TAFE course and did my commercial cooking I did over 400 hours in the kitchen so I cooked uh, in an Italian restaurant, I did in a Greek restaurant, I did a, lot, a few cafes, mm. um, and then the opportunity of, um, you know, working in this particular area came up, and of course, I said to myself, why don't I just go for, you know, managing position, since I know the kitchen inside out, and so that's when I decided to take this um, challenge on. What mm. are the biggest yes. challenges in, in leadership? I mean, management's a, a fascinating job, and yes, you, you, you help the direction, but uh, working mm-hmm. with people and a diverse team and customers and everything, and then senior management coming down from the top, there's a lot of competing pressures on you. What What's the biggest challenges? I think um, that would be uh, myself, you know, not to um, react to things. Um, so the challenge that comes through every day, you know, is expectations anyway. So I have an idea of, you know, we are meeting great guests and we're having a team behind us. We're having the kitchen running. Um, we have all kinds of things that could happen. Um, you know, unpredictable things happen. So I try to stay calm mm. and not to react to things. And yes, of course, you know, I have my line managers saying, you know, um, you've got 180 people 
on the book here? Have you got enough team? Um, you know, have you got enough this and you got enough that? And that what's the running sheet like? Do you understand what's going on? So there's a lot of um, things um, that's coming. And then it's, as long as I'm well prepared, like, you know, I'm pretty, um, I like to be um, prepared. And so I look into things, you know, a week before, the night before, the day before, or even like this morning, <laughs> I check my booking and I just thought to myself, uh, okay, I can do this. And I had this great visualization of how to go about um, achieving my days. And, and of course, you know, like take it hour by hour. Um, and then, you know, like just, just meeting people and just taking my time and taking it step by step, really. Mm, well organised. Yes. Now you mentioned one of the things is uh, keeping you cool. Now we're all in positions where at times <laughs> our emotions can get strong for a variety of reasons. What yes. uh, What are some strategies in those moments when perhaps you know your, t- your your emotional temperature rises? How do you de-escalate that or just keep it down? Because uh, you're right. If you break, if you lose yeah. your cool, you lose it. Don't get me wrong. I I've, I snapped a few times, <laughs> but um, but I'm very like um, I'm almost like sarcastically, you know, snapping. Mm. Um, but yeah. So how do I keep cool? Well, I just say to myself now, how do I want to be treated? And so then, before I react and overreact or act um, on that impulse, I just say to myself now, how am I going to um, manage the situation? Um, it is not about me, it's about the other person. And so I try to, to listen and to stay calm and just watch the body language. Um, and also just hearing what they're saying to me, the, the hidden um, message, what is it that they need and want? And I, so I try to keep calm and, and not putting myself first, but putting the other person first. And I think it's a win-win situation for me. Absolutely, it's a good one. Yeah. Now, you said you work in the kitchen. Now, uh, yes. we come as customers and we get the yes. product, which is the meal. But we always <laughs> hear these stories. Now, you'd be able to tell us about this, of the temperamental chefs and cooks. Oh. You know, it's all oh. in there and, you know, it's a, it's a potpourri of drama and melodrama. What's yep. it, what is it really like in a kitchen and you've got a lot of people wanting their meals perfect? Yes in a short time what, what is it really well like? in the perfect world you want the docker <laughs> to come through and you know the chef reads what he what he wants and, and all the dishes come out on time and um you know and then the second course caught out and then that the next one come through and then you know it's um and someone's on a pass and ready to go and deliver the food but that's the perfect world <laughs> <laughs> in the real world um so in the real world so i um that's part of my job as well so i trying to, you know, make sure that, you know, uh, our, um, our chefs and um, the, the people on the pass, um, they stay, remain calm. And just knowing, understand their role is very important. So they know, they understand what, what's coming up and what's mm. going on. And I'm always behind them and in guiding them and supporting them. And then, you know, like just nudging them and say, are you okay? Um, and also, you know, just communicating to chef as well because he's busy. And I can just like once I'm there on, at the pass and can say, okay, what's tables next? Um, can I help? You know, like, you know, things like that. Just mm. whispering to him and giving him, um, just giving him uh, some support. Just mm. showing him that I'm here 
to support you and I'm here to support the team. Mm. So yes, things does, does, they do go wrong, but at the same time, I think it's important just to remain calm. And then think about the beautiful flowers and the beautiful yeah. smell, you know, and, you know, just t- trying to stay positive. Mm. Are there many female chefs around? Um, is yes. There, there, there is? Yes. Yes, there's, there's a few there. Um, a few young ones. Um, we've got a pastry chef. There's two of them. Um, we've got a few, um, maybe a handful of chefs, mm. a female. Yep, they're very, very good. Mm. Um, I think you've got to have even numbers, I think, for both male and female the in the kitchen. The mm. It used to be yes. traditionally known as more uh, very male-dominated some years ago, I think. But uh, that's I think all. it still is. It yeah. still is, but it is changing. Yeah, for the head chefs, yes. I haven't met uh, um, a head chef who's a female yet. Oh well, you'll have to nurture some of those uh, young, uh, young uh, ladies that are, and women. That well, are I might be the chef myself. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be the first one. <laughs> you might. You never. You, you never. Now, I the, might see myself running a kitchen one day. <laughs> you might. Well, well, there you go, Evan. Now the other side of it is the difficult customer that cannot be pleased. How do oh. you manage? Everybody's had them in all walks of life. If you're dealing with people, <laughs> there's always someone who can't be pleased, uh, and you got. A restaurant full of people, and somebody is yes. being a little bit uh, challenging. How do you manage those situations? Well, I guess um, first of all, <laughs> 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 you just um, look at them and smile, um, and I, I suppose a, a lot of body language that I display. Mm. Um, so I almost, I think it's um, because my um, my Thai um, DNA in me that you know I have that. Um, what do you call it? It's almost like um, respect. Yep. And I constantly show respect to the customer, and I say, you know, um, can I ask you um, how is everything going? You know, just just politely asking them, and then they will just tell you, and then you just keep listening and paraphrasing mm. and looking at them and nodding that, and then acknowledging how they're feeling. Yes. It's also very important. And then once they vent out what they want to tell you, um, and then you just say, what would you like me to do for you? Mm. And then they will tell you. Um, and then sometimes they just say, oh, you know, um, don't worry about it. And I could see that they're still not happy. Yep. And then I just say, okay, um, I'll just I'll just leave you for a moment and um, I'll come back in a little while just to make sure everything's okay. And you just have to let them go. Sometimes you just have mm. to go back. And, and give them some breathing time and, and then they'll say, okay, I know what I want now. Can I have a glass of wine or um, I want this to be cooked again or Whatever. or something. Yeah, you, there's always solutions. There's just so many solutions you can find. Mm. But at the end of the day is to make sure that we are acknowledging um, the guest's feeling. It's so important to um, allow them to express themselves. Confrontation is not the solution. <laughs> no, no. And I'm always trying to win the guests over yes. by, you know, allowing them to have this first surf of the ball. And then, and then that way they know that they, they're in control and they are the one that's giving me the option rather than me providing them the options. Mm. Now, you mentioned um, that you came from Thailand as a, as a young girl. Um that would have been a, a challenging thing. I mean, I know from being a migrant myself as a boy, um, it's exciting, but it also can be very challenging. Uh, tell us a little bit about your your move to Australia uh, and how that worked. <laughs> well, I remember the first time we arrived in Perth and it was late um, at night 
and my stepfather has driven from um, about five hours from Manjimup to Perth mm. and um, unfortunately there was a news about Malaysian airline was on strike so anyway long story shorter we came with um, Singapore airline so we we arrived and my stepfather wasn't there to greet us and so this lovely lady took us in and we went to her house and we stayed there and I remember this vividly um, the next day uh, we went outside and um, and my mom came out and yelling at us and say in in Thai Stop yelling and screaming. This is Australia. Everyone lives very peacefully and quietly. Come inside. <laughs> and so we went inside and then, of course, that was um, – we were just waiting for our breakfast. And I, I remember this lovely English lady served us um, some beautiful spaghetti on toast. Mm. And then we, I looked, we all looked at it and then thinking, okay, we'll just eat it. And then I said to my mom, I said, why are we having dessert for breakfast? <laughs> <laughs> and she said – she said in Thai, shut up and eat your food and don't be rude. <laughs> and so that was <laughs> my first impression of Australia. And then, of course, when my stepfather finally, finally found us, we went straight down to Manjimup. Mm. And it was so cold. It was absolutely cold. Um, we arrived there on, on the 19th of April. It was unusually cold. And, of course, our, our house, my, my step mom and my my stepdad and my mom was living um in a dean mill town mm. and so the homes inside were just um like a wood stove there was no um, nothing that's you know like the latest technology mm. and so we had a wooden fire going um and then it was really cozy but it was cold and i do remember um that you know which is there's no sun there's just like mm. you know there was hardly any sun coming out and then uh, of course you know we felt quite shocked Yep. Coming from Thailand, the beautiful, you know, like sunny days in country, um, you know, humid, and then mm. coming to Australia, and, and next minute we were like in full clothing, and we were always cold. Yep. Yeah, it wasn't pleasant. And then after a while, you know, the sun came out, and then you know, and when we realised that, oh my God, this is a beautiful place. So yeah, so it it, it was challenging and a bit of a shock as well. <laughs> yeah. But it was a happy time. Yeah, definitely. Now, now you lived off the land. You um, That would have been an yes. experience in WA. Yes. My, my stepfather, he was Dutch. He didn't like spending money. So most of the time we, we often go to um, uh, go fishing. Yep. So Manjimup might be about five hours, maybe an hour or so to Margaret River and two hours drive to Bunbury. So often we will go on the weekends, we'll pack up our car, mum will make, make some rice and then mm. we'll go to um, off the jetty along the coast and just start fishing. And so often we'll just catch loads of buckets of fish. Yes. Um, so it was amazing. Like uh, so, so obviously we had our rice there, we had our fish sauce, we had a chilli powder. So, you know, mum would just, um, you know, fillets to fish and then, you know, my, my dad would get the um, the camping thing going and we'll have some lunch, you know, we just have some fresh fish, dom yum soup, um, we have it with our rice. Yeah, so obviously, um, you know, after the, the big catch, we'll come back home and then we have fillets of fish and, oh, wow. you know, mum would just marinate the fish and in salt and then she'll have it. Um, dry, um, hydrate out, and then, of course, that would be our food, you know, like, you know, for months on end. And so it's just a matter of teaming it up with some um, some rice and then we just have fish and vegetables. So it was – we never had um, Hungry Jacks or, you know, KFCs or any takeaway foods or 
anything like that at all growing up. Mm. So it's always, you know, living off, you know, just catching fish. It's, a, it's an interesting, pretty environmentally living with the environment, you know, close to it uh, type of lifestyle. Looking back now, all these years that you've been in Australia, um, what was the biggest challenge in becoming, you know, very comfortable in, in this country? Comfortable. <laughs> if that's the, you right, know, the I, wrong word. There's, there's a comfortable side of, you know, we are safe. I feel yep. very safe. My family is safe. And, you know, I have a, I have a, a great job. I, I've got good friends around me. Um, you know, I've got a great community that I live in. Um, you know, I have this, this world that I created, you know, and some reminded me when I was living in Thailand, in Imboli, mm. um, my little village where, you know, there was probably 30, 40 of us in the village and everyone knows each other. Yep. But obviously I try to get to know my next door neighbours here. You know, I have a, a community that, you know, within hand reach anyway. So I, in that sense, I do feel safe. And I, I like the fact that, you know, I'm meeting all walks of life, you know, different people, different group of diversity um, that I work with as well. So that's that makes me feel comfortable and I feel appreciated and very grateful. But, you know, at the same time, there's always little challenging things that gets, comes, you know, um, every day. I think it teaches you to learn about yourself and not just about yourself, but learning about others. Um, you know, that's very important mm-hmm. as well. But, yeah, so, um, yeah, I, I just feel that, you know, there's, there's a lot of un- uncomfortableness coming through and I'm looking forward to them because these things will help me to grow as well. And, yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. Oh, what a, what a great <laughs> so I'm not app. quite comfortable yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, you sound like a person who, if you became comfortable, you'd want something to take you out of your comfort zone uh, yes. to challenge you again. It's a, a really good attitude. Yes, I am definitely like one of those people. Yeah, but time's got away from us. It's been an absolute pleasure chatting with oh, you. Oh, goodness. And um, next time I'm over in Adelaide, I know I'll make a point of coming to the Garcelon Yes, Blur I would love to have you and your again. wife again. Yeah, we had a great time there, and it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a wonderful place, and we'll swap a few more stories uh, while we're over yes. there. Yes. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Henry, for giving me this opportunity. Oh, it's it's ab- been really fun. <laughs> absolute pleasure. That was Eppen in salute at the assistant manager at Garçon Bleu restaurant in the Sofitel Hotel, Adelaide. What a fascinating story. Uh, can relate to some of that myself. Uh, it's a challenge being a migrant kid, and uh, but of course, um, you know, there's plenty of opportunities here, and uh, Eppen's certainly making the most of those uh, in as a manager in uh, the Garçon Bleu restaurant. <laughs> 